No others? All right. Okay, so how's Easter going? Really good. Really good? Tell me some things that you do for Easter. All right, so she said after church, she's going to go to Grandma's house, and her and her cousins are going to have an Easter egg hunt. All right, what do, what do you guys do? Um, last Saturday, then, um, we went to my Grandma and Pop's house, uh-huh. and we had an Easter egg hunt, and we stayed there for the day. Oh. All right, so you went to Grandma and Grandpa's on Saturday yeah. and did an Easter egg hunt? Oh, cool. Grandpa did that? Papa? He pulled you around in a wagon? All right. So when you do your Easter egg hunt, what do you, do you take something with you when you go to do an Easter egg hunt? A bag? A basket? Okay. So typically people use what we call an Easter basket. Do you get an Easter basket at home on Easter Sunday? Okay. Okay, so, um, and, and you hunt for eggs. So did they do that the first year that Jesus rose from the grave? No. no. That's something, what, that came later? Yeah. Okay, so we, I want to talk about the Easter basket today. So the Easter basket was a tradition that um, was started long ago, and it was after Jesus' resurrection, and it went after he send, ascended into heaven. But later on, people would come together on Sunday with their Easter basket, and they would bring it to church. And they would have a special blessing of the Easter basket at church. And guess what was in that basket? First of all, there was a loaf of bread. Why would they have a loaf of bread? For Jesus' body. Yeah, that was one thing. It could remind them of Jesus' body that was broken for them. Well, they also thought way back long before that, and they thought about how their ancestors came through the wilderness and the desert, and they had no food. And then, and then they called it, what is it? Um, bread came That's right. Angel food came from heaven, didn't it? And they called it, what is it? They called it manna from heaven, and it was bread that God provided for them each day. So one of the things about putting the loaf of bread in the Easter basket was to remind them about those difficult times, but that God always takes care of his people. The next thing they had was a ham. Do you eat ham on Easter? Yeah, see? We still do that, don't we? We eat ham at Easter time. Well, that's kind of strange. What they were doing was trying to remind themselves that we are no longer under the old law. The old law in the Old Testament said, do not eat pork. Anything from the pig. You couldn't even have bacon. Yeah. 
So they put this ham in their basket to remind them that the old law no longer is what is the legal part of trying to be right with God, but instead Jesus is the new law. And our faith is what makes us right with God. Okay, so we had bread and we had ham. And then they also had eggs. <laughs> so you were right. They had eggs in their basket. And the eggs reminded them of new life. Right? In that little egg, you can get a little baby chick, a new life out of that, right? So it reminds them of the new life that we have through Jesus Christ. And that egg is like the living hope that we can live each and every day. So they would bring their Easter baskets, bring them up to the front, and bless them in front of God and say, thank you, God, for everything you've done for us. So I want to give you one more thing to put in your Easter basket, or at least to have and to hold. And what do we call this? A cross. So this also reminds us of Easter, right? Because Jesus had to die on the cross for our sins. But look at your cross. Do you see Jesus on there? It's empty, isn't it? That's because he died on the cross and he was put in the tomb. And then was he found in the tomb on Easter Sunday? The tomb was empty. Why? He rose from the dead. And we don't need to fear death because he has victory over death. And when we have faith in him, we don't need to worry about that part. So you could put this cross with your Easter eggs to remind you of that for Easter. Or you can just carry it with you. Here's another one. They will break. So be careful. All right. So I want to have a prayer. And then how many other kids do we have back? Two over here. And there's one in the back. So um, would you take this to one? You take it to the one that's all... Wait, not, not until after we say our prayer. Take it all the way to the one that's outside the doors back there. And if you would take... Well, you got to help me last week. Let me give it to your sister. You take it to one of the girls over here. And will you take to one of the girls... Wait, wait, we're going to say our prayer first. Okay. Ready to pray? And then you take those crosses and then go back to your parents because today is going to be a very special day. We're going to have different people up here talking and we're going to do baptism also. And I want you to see all that, okay? So you'll stay with your parents today. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, God. Oh, wait, you got to pray with me. Everybody has to repeat after me, okay? Ready? Thank you, God, for coming to us as Jesus. Thank you for going to the cross. Thank you for dying for our sins. Thank you for being raised from the dead. So we can have a living hope with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Ah, what an exciting time. <laughs> All right.
Um, so Living Hope Missionary Church has a vision to glorify God by being devoted. You can go back to your parents now. <laughs> by being devoted to him, one another, and reaching the world for Jesus. We're toward the end now of this sermon series. Remember, rethink Easter. Today is the resurrection of Christ, the ultimate antidote to the problems of the world and the problems that we have personally. Jesus Christ has won the victory over death. So we're at the second part of our anchor verse for the series from Acts 3.15 that starts out by saying, you killed the author of life. And the second part is, but God raised him from the dead. So we're going to focus on that um, more today. But God raised him from the dead. What an awesome morning to be able to do that. And I want, want you to think about some of the things about Easter. Maybe you never heard that thing about blessing of the Easter baskets. Maybe you wonder, why do we celebrate Easter on Sunday? Or maybe, do you wonder why Easter is not always the same date on our calendar every year? What's up with that? Some people will argue with you and say, how could you be Christian when you can't even figure out when Easter is? How can you celebrate the resurrected Christ? And their answer is, we're going to talk more about it next week, and, and Doug already shared a little bit about it this morning. We are Easter people because of the resurrected Christ. It doesn't matter when it happened. We celebrate his resurrection each and every day because of our connection with him. Well, they did celebrate Easter early on. Um, it took a while probably to catch on, you know, with the Christians about we should really celebrate that resurrection that happened that we all know about and we put our faith in Jesus Christ who was um, raised. So we learned that in Asia Minor, that area where the church was growing quickly, um, they started celebrating the, the resurrection um, based on the Passover, when the Passover occurred. Well, that kind of makes sense because when we read through Scripture, we realize that um, that eve, evening before, we call it like Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, I guess we could say Passover Eve. I don't think they call it that. But they, they start the Passover with a Seder meal um, in the evening before the Passover um, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. So during that time, um, they celebrate. So our Lord celebrated the Lord's Supper. He ate with the disciples. That's when he instituted the Lord's Supper. On that night that he was betrayed. So that would be 14 Nisan, if you're watching the Jewish cal calendar. So every year... Um, the, in the Jewish calendar, 14 Nisan, and that evening, they have the Seder meal, the preparation um, for the Passover. And so then we read in Scripture that Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week, Sunday. Three days, he was in the grave, and he arose 
from the dead. So during the early years when they celebrated Easter, they would always do it the third day after 14 Nisan. So sometimes it would be in the middle of the week, sometimes it would be on the weekend, because the Jewish calendar follows the moon. So then it was like, you know, Jesus rose on Sunday, the first day of the week. That's when we should celebrate. So finally, in 325 A.D., the Council of Nicaea decreed that Easter would be observed on the first Sunday following the first full moon after the spring equinox, March 21st. So sometime... March 22nd through April uh, 25th, Easter occurs. And it's usually close to where the Jewish calendar is, but not always. But we always celebrate the Sunday following the first full moon after the spring equinox. That's when we're going to celebrate Easter. (laughs) Okay, so that's where we're at today. And it's important for us as Easter people to realize the important thing is to understand the gospel and to be able to share the gospel with other people. And I believe that in order to share the gospel, we need to talk more more than just say, Jesus came and we celebrate his birth at Christmas time, or Jesus uh, arose from the dead and that's what we celebrate at Easter. But we need to talk about Jesus' life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension into heaven where he sits at the right hand of God the Father right now and he will return. So each part of these are important for us to be able to share with our friends, to understand our faith in Jesus Christ. So how are you going to remember that? Well, there's a song, and I think by the time you, you leave today, you might have like this, they call it an earworm that's in your head and you just can't get it out. Hopefully you'll have this song like an earworm in your head later on um, before you leave the church. But the song is called Lord, I Lift Your Name on High by Rick Founds, and it was released in 1989. And if you can remember the words of that song, it will help you remember how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it it says, Lord, we lift your name on high. You came from heaven to earth to show the way. Man, that says a lot. Jesus is God coming to earth to show us the way to live. For 33 years, Jesus walked on this earth. He experienced everything that we experience. He knows what it's like to hurt. He knows what it's like to cry. He knows what it's like to be loved and to love others. And he knows what it's like to be tempted to sin. But Jesus came without the old sin nature. He was born without the old sin nature, but he had the power of the Holy Spirit with him so he could say no to sin. He's the only human being that walked this earth without sin in him. 
He showed us the way. He came from heaven to earth to show the way, to walk day by day, moment by moment, in fellowship with God. For 33 years, he did that. The next part of the song says, From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. After about 33 years, Jesus did go from the earth to the cross to pay our debt. It says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son so that whoever believes on Him may not perish but have eternal life. Jesus hung on that cross. He allowed Himself to be nailed to the cross through His hands and through His feet and to be raised up from the earth to the cross and hang there for three hours in total darkness while every sin that was ever committed and ever would be committed was poured out upon Him and was judged so that we don't need to be judged for our sin. And you know what? The penalty of our sin is death. He hung there for three hours. Every sin that we have ever committed, that we're committing probably today, and that you'll commit in the future, was poured out upon him. Until after those three hours, Jesus said, according to John 19.30, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The next part of the song says, from the cross to the grave. He died. Jesus went from the cross to the grave. We can read about it in John chapter 19, verses 38 to 42. And you'll find that this man called Joseph of Arimathea came to take the body of Jesus off the cross and to put him in the tomb. But he didn't do it alone. There was another guy named Nicodemus. Do you remember when Jesus was talking to the Pharisee in John chapter 3, where we come up with John 3.16, the words that Jesus spoke to him? That man that he was speaking to was Nicodemus. Nicodemus said, how could I possibly be born again? How could I go back into my mother's womb? And Jesus went on to explain to him that you are born again by faith. By faith in me. We don't hear too much about Nicodemus. Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea were both secret believers until finally they saw that Jesus truly did die on that cross for their sins too. And they came out of hiding and they took Jesus' body and they placed it in a tomb. The penalty for our sin is death. Jesus had to die. He had to be buried. And he, was, he died on the cross for us and was put in the tomb. And then the song says, from the grave to the sky. Jesus went from the grave to the sky. After 33 years of living on the earth, 
after three hours of hanging on the cross, paying the penalty for our sins, on the third day, Jesus arose from the dead. In his resurrection body, he met with people. He didn't just go from the grave to the sky. He went from the grave in his resurrection body and he talked to people and he walked with people and he ate with people and he even met large groups of people. You can read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 8. He preached to over 500 people at a single time in his resurrection body. There's not much better proof than that. Remember Doubting Thomas, he said, I'm not going to believe until I can stick my finger in the holes of his hand. And Jesus said, go ahead, Thomas. Touch me. I'm real. I'm in my resurrection body. And this is what you're going to get if you have faith in me. After you leave this, this body on earth, and when I return, you will receive a resurrection body for all eternity, one that knows no more sickness, no more pain, no more sorrow. And then Jesus ascended into heaven from the grave to the sky. He sits right now at the right hand of God the Father Almighty and He intercedes for each one of us. When we don't know how to pray, Jesus is there praying for us. And Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. You like the house you're living in now? Or maybe you don't, it doesn't matter. I'm preparing a place for you in heaven and it's going to be so much better than any place you can ever imagine. And it is through Jesus and our, our faith in Him that we become joint heirs with Him. We become children of God. And we look forward to that day when Jesus returns. Lord, I lift Your name on high. We declare the importance of the Gospel through our baptism. Yes, when you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you repent of your sin. You are baptized with the Holy Spirit. But we are also called to be baptized with water. I just realized I didn't read the Scripture for you this morning (laughs) about Easter. I'm going to pause and read that. This was from the first Easter morning in Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 8. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, hmm, that's what we were talking about, on Sunday, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. 
Have you ever noticed angels say that in Scripture when they appear to people? They almost always say, don't be afraid because they know we probably are. Don't be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. That's the way we need to be. Filled with joy, sometimes scared. How are the people going to take this message? But then take the message to them. From heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. So we declare the importance of this gospel message through baptism. Baptism in water. Not just being baptized by the Holy Spirit when you first believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but also baptism in water. If you'd like to turn in your scriptures and understand a little bit more about what this is all like, it's in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 4. Romans 6, verses 3 to 4. So I talked a little bit about the the Easter basket. I talked a little bit about celebrating Easter on Sunday. Also, around the 4th century, which would have been the same time that the Council of Nicaea declared that Easter will be that first Sunday after the full moon, after the spring equinox. They started celebrating baptisms on Sunday morning. In fact, it was only on Easter Sunday that they would do baptisms for a while. Now we, we do baptisms whenever people request or when we realize God is calling me to more than just being baptized with the Holy Spirit, to, but to be baptized with water. Just like the Ethiopian when Philip met him on that desert road. And they were going along and finally the Ethiopian understood and he wanted to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And they came across this oasis where there was water. And he said, hey, why couldn't I be baptized right there, right now? And Philip said, fine, let's go and do it. And they did. And so today we are going to celebrate baptism on Easter. And it can be celebrated any time of the year. So let's look at what's happening in baptism. Romans chapter 6, starting with verse 3. Or do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, first of all, when we are baptized, we are baptized into Christ Jesus. We are connected with Him. The way, the truth, and the life is what Jesus says He is. We are baptized into Him. You were baptized into Christ Jesus. Were baptized, don't you know that you were also baptized into his death? We are baptized into the death. 
that death on the cross that Jesus had to bear because of our sin. We are connected with Him and that cross so that whatever sin we, we realize we've done, we are connected to that cross because that's what caused Jesus to have to go there. And we can confess that sin that Jesus paid for already on the cross and be made right with Him. Through, through baptism, we are connected in that way with Him. Verse 4, We were therefore buried with Him. Through baptism, you are baptized into His burial. His death and His burial. In the grave. Lifeless. When we go down under the water in baptism, you can't live down there very long. You can't breathe like you could before you went under. You are being connected with Jesus' death and burial in the tomb when we are under the water. A lifeless place. A desire to come up and and to breathe. So let's read the rest of that verse. Through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We are baptized into the new life as we come up out of the water and we take our first breath. After our baptism, we are living the rest of our life in living hope with Jesus, baptized into His resurrection, connected with Him, forever and ever through the glory of the Father so that we too may live a life eternal with Him. Lord, we lift Your name on high. Wow. Really all that we have left is baptism except that I'm going to ask the baptizees, the ones we're going to baptize to come up and share a little bit about their testimony. We're going to start with Joe. Joe, if you would come up. I've got Mike 3. Hold on, I want you to talk in the mic. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> in God's timing. <laughs> or we could just take another mic, huh? Okay, we're going to take another mic. Woo, that one works. All right, so I asked Joe to share with you a, a little bit about her walk in life and with Christ and why she's coming forward to be baptized today. Uh, I have been baptized 75 years, actually. <laughs> but I was never convicted until the last year or so that in order to espouse Christ and what he did for me, I needed to be baptized the way he was. 
And I finally got enough grit together to talk to Larry, Alan about it. And here I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you know, your... You, you don't get too old for something. Yep. I'm 88. So raise your hand if you haven't done this yet because you need to. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about your salvation. Well, I was going to church camp. I was a United Brethren Church member from the time I was a little girl and uh, went to church camp quite a few times. But early on, um, a pastor from Huntington, actually, was the teacher that year, and he was teaching out of John. And... Uh, very strong, loving type person, and um, he convinced me that I had to go forward, and I did, and uh, as I say, when you're 13, you might do some dumb things, but I did the smartest thing I ever did. So, 75 years later, Yes. right? Yeah, 75 years later, yes. um, you're going to be baptized. Um, through immersion, immersion, yes, like Jesus was, yes. And so, did you gradually grow to this? Uh, did you, did you, when I, you were baptized as a thirteen-year-old? Totally ignored it until the last year. Okay, or so. okay. So you continue to learn. It wasn't Between like you and da David Jeremiah. You guys convicted. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, um, yeah. And we were going to baptize you on your 88th birthday. Yes. We were, but it was cold. It was day. super cold. It was in January. <laughs> and I rejected it. <laughs> okay. Thank you for sharing and thank you for coming forward. Welcome. And I just um, want you all to know that because of God's love, I can. And it's wonderful to have this church behind me and around me because you're my family. Yep. Thank you. So that's not really abnormal. If she said, raise your hand if you haven't been baptized by immersion and you don't need to raise your hand. I wouldn't have raised my hand um, 20 years ago, but um, I was a pastor for several years. And after a while, um, I realized more about what baptism was meant to be. I grew up in a church that baptized infants. And so I just always walked with that and saying, yeah, I'm good. But the scripture really says we need to make our decision and we need to be baptized the way Jesus was. And I just read about why, why we need to go underwater and how we are baptized with him. 9-11, um, 2011 is when I did it. So I was older too. And People say, oh, how could you have done that? You were a pastor and baptizing people and you hadn't done it. God's a good God. He has mercy and grace and he works with all of us and his timing too. So Garrett, would you come up here and share a little bit about your faith? Um, the way that I found Jesus, this is going to... Um, that um it's like believing in santa um like um how do i say this well basically i accepted jesus well when the first accepted jesus um 
I felt like he was with me, like the Holy Spirit was like with me. And I just want to, um, like, um, and like, I know that I still struggle because we're not all perfect. And, um, and I just want to say that even though I'll struggle, I know he's with me every step of the way. Like, no matter what happens to me, I know he's with me and I'm not alone. Because before this, before I accepted Jesus, I didn't always feel like I, w I felt like I was kind of alone. But I just want to say to God that I'm very thankful for him. And I just really, I just don't know what I would do without him. Amen. And the reason why I feel like I should be baptized was um, that I accepted Jesus um, um, this year. And I just feel like this year has been a really good year for me at least. Because I'm going to Huntington University. I thought... I would never go to college because my dad said I wouldn't. <laughs> but 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 I feel like God proved all of us wrong because anything's possible with Him. Yeah, Amen. And I just am really thankful. I'm making new friends, and I'm just really thankful for my friends because and um I went all my through my whole school year except through not in college but elementary, middle, and high school. I just feel like I, I've been just struggling through all of that until college. And I just want to say thank you, God, for letting me feel like I'm not um, left out. And I I don't know if you know this, but if you want to ask questions at the end, I do have a disability where like I have Tourette's syndrome and our stuff. And I just want to say thank you so much, God for making me feel like I'm included and I don't have a disability at Huntington. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You don't have a disability in the family of God, do you? Yep. Awesome. Thanks. Um, that, is, that is so cool. So now we're going to um, prepare for baptism. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up and lead a song.